Welcome to the Intelligent Equity Podcast. The mission of this podcast is simple, to help consumers understand residential mortgage lending and the concept behind building equity and living the American dream. Now, here's your host, Ryan Kiefer. Hey everybody, Ryan Kiefer here. Welcome to another edition of Intelligent Equity, the podcast about all things financial and real estate related. Uh, this week we have a, a very special guest who I sort of roped in somewhat without him knowing it. <laughs> he happened to be here for a, for a different shoot, but we've got uh, Chris Crowley with Comey and Shepherd Realtors. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, tell our guests, uh, both our listeners and viewers, a little bit about your background, how long you've been in real estate, uh, maybe what areas you focus on, that sort of thing. Okay. For the most part, I feel like I've pretty much been in real estate my whole life. I, I grew up, my dad was a contractor, so that was my background, mm-hmm. doing stuff with him with that. So I have the knowledge of how things work behind the scenes with okay. renovating and rehabbing. But actively, I've been buying and selling as a licensed agent for 14 years with Comey and Shepard. Okay. Um, can't say enough good things about Comey. That's my my home base and will continue to be my home base for the foreseeable future. have been there future. all 14 years. I think that says something. Exactly. It yeah. says a lot about the company and the particular office that I'm in. Right. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be part of Comey. That's fantastic. So what are you seeing out there right now? I know there's you know both some challenges and opportunities in the market. So I know particularly in, with challenges, you and I were speaking before, first-time home buyers. You know, what, what are they up against right now? They're up against a lot. Um, it's a very, very competitive market. MLS statistics and everything show how extremely competitive the market is right now, the the low inventory. Mm -hmm. First-time buyers, it's bad for them because they don't have time to think about it. I mean, you have to go into a home, look at it, and pretty much make your decision while you're there because chances are there's 10 people right behind you waiting to get in, knock the door down, so to speak, to get in right after you're in there, and you have to make that decision quickly. So it's not like the old days where people could you know, call me two days later and say, let's make an offer. Yeah, you do that. And that, that house is pending and has right. been pending for two days. Yeah. So it's a tough market for first time buyers. Yeah. So what is that like a hundred thousand up to maybe what, two, two fifty price range locally? That's probably a good price range. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And especially if they're, you know, cause I see it, of course, on my end, we'll do a pre-approval letter for someone on that, on a particular address. And boy, if that house is moving ready, like to your point, it's gone. It's gone. I'm, you know, they've had 17 showings the first day and, you know, multiple offers, five different offers came in and it went 10 grand over list price. Absolutely. Yeah. So of course, they, they don't, they don't have time to, to think about much, if anything. Right. So how about your, your move up buyers that are maybe more like 300, 350, 400? What, what are the challenges or opportunities there? That's, that's definitely another challenging part of the market mm-hmm. because, you know, they're obviously moving up, but most people that are in that mid-range level aren't in a position to buy without selling. Right. So that puts in another factor into the whole equation of making all the parts come together and work. Of mm-hmm. You have to have that contingency of we have to sell house A to buy house B. Right. And there's a lot of backroom sweet talking with sellers to get them to take and, this and you yeah. know reassure them that, we're going to be able to pull this off and right. because they're running the risk of taking their house off the market, sure. losing those vital first few days of being new listing, mm-hmm. new activity, turning people away for, you know, what we hope doesn't happen. But in right. 30 days, no activity on the other house. Right. We're back to square one. Right. So exactly. it, there's another that's the big challenge for mid-level buyers. Right. Right. And you and I have one where that just worked out. We were just talking about closing closing next week, or we'll have closed by the time this airs, hopefully. But yeah, it was Absolutely. exactly that. Yeah, they went I, in with a contingency, and then luckily there's 
went under contract. Yeah, I mean, and that was one that took some sweet talking, I think, on yeah. both of our yep. ends. You know, some reassurance going out to the other side. And mm-hmm. luckily, I've dealt with these people. This is probably, I think, transaction seven and eight with me, right. with them. So I could reassure that agent by saying, we've always pulled this off in the past. Yeah, right. I don't see any reason why this one's going to be different. Right. And so far, so good. We're, we're headed to close Right. Within seven days, I think. Well, yeah, and in that price range, you know, a contingency can certainly be a good idea so you don't get stuck owning two homes like I, I did a few years ago. <laughs> as did I. <laughs> yeah, so it didn't, didn't go quite as well. It did eventually sell, of course, as they all do. It's a matter of uh, sometimes how far are you going to reduce the price. But, exactly. You know, just to, to get rid of it. But, um, yeah, so, so, so not a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, it all works out in the end typically anyway. So, you know, back to the first-time buyers, you know, here we are in the middle of wintertime here in Cincinnati locally, and um, typically, you know, that's a slower time of year. But, you know, you and I both know anecdotally there are a ton of buyers out there right now. There are. I was talking before, the traffic is up over 12% year over year in terms of foot traffic and buyers out looking at homes, particularly in the starter home, you know, price point, because they're all trying to get ahead of the spring market. And lately, the weather's been decent. So, you know, as long as that holds up, there's going to be plenty of buyers out there. So what what advice would you have for, for sellers who love to wait until April or May for the spring market? You know, I tell everybody that I'm talking to this time of year, depending on weather, it's the huge deciding factor mm-hmm. on what that how soon that spring market's going to break. Right. I think if the weather holds out like it is now, spring market's right around the corner. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm currently working with people who are going to do spring market, and then we talked Again, they're going to have that fun contingency. Right. Um, but I'm like, you know, when we get into that spring market, not only is it going to be super competitive because it's mm-hmm. a typical spring market, but you're also going to have to compete against those other people in your same situation. Mm-hmm. So we've got to make you stand out with your right. contingency. So it's just, you know, the, the whole thing has to flow together. But the spring market is, it's already gearing up. I mean, yeah. December... It's Historically, like it's moving up a month each year. Like right. last year, March was gangbusters as far as closings. That's a month earlier than usually happens. You right. Know? Yeah. I mean, December historically is slow. Right. This year in particular for me, I scheduled surgery at the end of December. Right. Thinking I have my downtime. Yeah. I sold three weeks while I was recuperating, recuperating yeah. from surgery. Right. So it's nonstop. Yeah. I have no reason to believe the spring market's not yeah. going to do the same thing. I don't think so. And, you know, and the other thing is, too, that we've talked about before on here is that your buyers that are out this time of year are typically pretty serious. People aren't out right. kicking tires, looking at houses for the fun of it, you know, in 30 and 40 degree temps. You know, they're out because they're either trying to get ahead of the spring market and, you know, they know how competitive it's going to be. Or it might be a reload situation. It might be a divorce. I mean, you just don't know. But they are typically much more serious buyers. So combine that with the fact that traffic is up. And, man, I, I have to think if you have a, a house, as we were talking about in that starter home range, list it now. Don't wait. Right. You're probably going to get top dollar or, or more exactly. for it and go into one of those multiple offer situations you know, because of that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's it. what you touched on there is what I tell everybody that has a listing this time of year. Mm-hmm. I know it's inconvenient. Right. But you have people that are out there that need a home now. Right. If you get a showing request this time of year, mm-hmm. it's a serious buyer. Right. Do not decline them. I just had to tell some people a few oh, weeks yeah. ago, I'm like, it's I don't worst. care if it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> Get them in the house. Right. Because they're serious. Nobody is out, like you said, kicking tires right. in the middle of December no. for a house just, yeah. just right. to, to do just it. Just for the fun of it. Yeah. No, they've got, everybody's got better things to do, and it's you know one of the busier times of year. So, yeah, they're not looking unless they're serious. Exactly. 
What uh, what other uh, challenges or opportunities do you, do you see coming up this year? Hoping you know hope, everything I'm seeing says it should be a good year. Upside, right? I mean, ev- everything I'm seeing is saying the same thing. So I'm hoping for a very successful, prosperous year for yeah. for everybody. And you know, I I think it's going to be like any other year. Those normal challenges that rear their ugly heads somewhere yep. along the way. I, you know, I think people need to look at their agents as kind of like your navigation system. Oh yeah. You know, you Absolutely. don't go someplace that you haven't been before. Without some kind of guidance, that's right. what we're here for. GPS. So, yep. Exactly. Yep. And it's good because, you know, rates have come down somewhat unexpectedly. So even though home prices have continued to go up since probably 2012, home affordability has actually improved because rates are back near historical lows and no one really expected that to happen. So, and of course, they're not going to stay that way forever. Right. So, you right. know, you're, you're sort of call to action there, if you will, as a, as a buyer or a move up buyer, you know, that would be a would be seller for that first time buyer, you know, is to, to act quickly while rates are low. Because, you know, here's the thing, you know, if you're a, a homeowner who has a first time buyer type home to sell, so let's say $200,000, you can get top dollar for that home right now and probably get a good deal on that 400000 or whatever you're going to move up into because there's a little more inventory there, Absolutely. a little more competition, you know, from a selling standpoint. So, you know, you can, you can get a decent deal there. So you get top dollar for the house you're going to sell and then get a decent deal on the house you're going to buy. Absolutely. And yeah. to factor in something else on that, with rates being so low, rents are extremely high. Oh, yeah. So it's a perfect time to buy. Yep. You're going to save money by owning versus paying right. high dollar rent. Yeah, we've talked about that before on, on a mortgage minute, you know, for the American dream is that your median rent um, takes up 20%, or I'm sorry, 28% rather, of the median income in this country. Right. Buying a home takes up 17%. It's 11% cheaper to own versus rent right now from a payment standpoint. Now, of course, there's other things, you know, you got fixing up the house and you got maintenance and all that. It's right. not, not a panacea, but overall, it's still cheaper to own than it is to rent. And look at it this way. You're paying a mortgage, whether you like it or not. It's either your own or your landlord. Someone else's. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's it. Well, man, that's uh, great info, Chris. We really appreciate you being Thank on. You. Uh, Thank you. This has been another edition of Intelligent Equity. Thanks so much for watching and tuning in. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Intelligent Equity Podcast with Ryan Kiefer. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast and hit subscribe to get notification of all new episodes.